This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Podcasting and Platforms. My name is Chris Spangle. Thank you so much for joining me here on this series of Pain Points, where we talk to podcasters about what is causing problems in their podcasting journey, and then we try to alleviate. Just call me the podcast chiropractor. Today, my guest is Brittany Wilkins, who hosts The Coin, Black History on the Other Side. And we are talking about how her process works, where can we find efficiencies, and basically I just rip her podcast apart and say, here's what you're doing right, here's what you're doing wrong, and then give her some ideas for how to use video to promote her show. So stay tuned, you're going to learn a lot on the other side of this episode of Podcasting and Platforms. Brittany Wilkins, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Chris, for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got your hands in a lot of different things, a lot of exciting things. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yes. So by trade, I am an engineer. I've been working out in corporate America for the last 11 years. But like everybody else who works, you need outlets, you need hobbies. So in 2019, I decided to take my love for history and to turn that into a podcast to teach others about black history that is not commonly known. And I produced a show called The Coin Black History on the Other Side. Yeah. And tell me about Historians Connect. Historians Connect was an initiative that I started back also to in 2019 and using the podcast as a way to promote the um, organizational initiative with the mission to bridge the gap between African-American history and culture. And so did we meet, did we meet at a podcast meetup too, by the way? We did. We did in in downtown Indianapolis. We did. Yeah. And you live in my hometown. And as you were walking through that, I was like, you know what? I have met Brittany before and it just clicked and we had a great conversation and uh, yeah, I love what you're doing. And as we get to talking, listener, you will see Brittany's engineer mind. Like you, you systematize things so well. And so I'm excited for this conversation because you take a a look at something and just start stem it in a great way. And so to take history and black history specifically and systematize it in the way that you do, I think is awesome. Thank you. I'm trying, but I could probably use you some of your expert guidance uh, to how to further streamline and improve the process. Yeah, that's what we'll get to. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the coin, walk us through some of the episodes and how does your show sound? I I will rate the coin black history on the other side. It launched back in 2019. And so since then I produced a show about once a month and I produced a show that 
does not speak about the black history that is commonly known today. When I say that's commonly known, that is commonly taught in traditional educational spaces. I decided to really branch outside of the current black state of black history and to really challenge myself to really learn about black history from various aspects spanning all the way back into ancient African history. And so with my podcast, I try to bring a variety of shows, episodes, and topics just spanning on hidden history, various di- bringing to light various different aspects. Yeah, I think having grown up in Plainfield, like you get Harriet Tubman, you get Frederick Douglass, you get some of those top line things that I think everybody's familiar with. So give me an example of two or three things that you've talked about in your podcast that like just some random white guy from Plainfield might not know that would find interesting. Yeah, so about two, three things I talk about in the podcast. One was I follow and I read a lot of the works and the research that have been done by African scholars. And so one of my most popular podcast episodes is They Came Before Columbus, where I talk about the African presence in ancient America prior to Christopher Columbus' journey and discovering America and how Africans traveled through the Atlantic coast and how they settled in various areas around the country. And they came to settle in. They brought their culture, they brought their customs and how many other cultures welcomed them in and adopted those same customs and cultures. That's fascinating. I've never heard about that before. Yeah. So you've got a a great podcast and it's not too long. It's like in that sweet spot, it's 20 minutes. So what can I help you with? What are you trying to achieve today in this conversation? As a solo podcaster, what I'm trying to achieve with my engineering mind and background, I'm all about process improvement and efficiency how to better streamline my podcast. As a solo podcaster, I wear all the hats with my show. So are there some new tools that could potentially help me better streamline the show that I may not necessarily be aware of or some different things I can do to allow it to be a little bit more entertaining, bring it more to life? Yeah, you wrote me when you wrote me. You're right. I think if you go to a podcasting convention or you go to a lot of these podcasting groups on Facebook, there's always my team. Talk about that and how that is a little overwhelming for a solo podcaster. It is a little bit overwhelming because, you know, I was a consumer of podcasts and I never imagined that this is something that I could do because I'm just like, how do you even record a podcast is what equipment do you even use? Like, how do they add music? Like, how do they publish it out for the world to hear? So just all those various elements, like I was literally just like struggling with, and I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm not the perfect speaker. or I'm not the, I don't think I'm the best one to teach this because I don't have a background in history. I just have a passion for history. So it was, was more of less I don't know how to do the mechanics. It was more or less that the confidence is, can I do it? Will people be interested in this without me having a team of researchers, without me having a sound designer, without me having a producer to put out a show? Yeah, and I I would say there's always people like me who are like, hey, hire me to do your podcast stuff, which I'm available. But that's that's part of why I do this show is that's not for everybody and everybody's budget. 
So I want to take my knowledge and give little bits of it away for free. And then if you don't want to do it yourself, then you can pay me to do it. But yeah, I think that's like the, a lot of the podcasts about podcasting now are, are like about the industry and about your team. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's good to have professionals, but it's really important to know that you can podcast on your own and you can just get started. So like, Tell me where you started. So how long have you been doing the podcast? It's a pretty long time, right? You've got 30, it's about 30 episodes? July 2019, per se. Okay. And then once the pandemic kind of hit, everybody's like, what am I going to do with all this extra time on our hands? That's when I started to really hone in. Okay, I really need to try to figure this out. So I got on YouTube, just started researching. But then I thought, okay... I was thinking about podcasting from more of a creator standpoint and more creators are more right side of the brain. Me being an engineer, I'm more left side of the brain, more logical. Right. So I was struggling with the creativity side, but then I just paused and I said, how would an engineer do this? Hmm. And I approached starting the podcast like, how would an engineer take and do a podcast? And that's what's helped me to get the green light and push the button to start. So walk us through that. What does that look like? So on the day to day, you know, what it looks like for me is just really defining the niche, right? It's defining the concept of the show, the concept of the episode. And then it's too, after you define the concept, it's more about me, okay, researching. Like you asked me, what are some of your most popular podcast episodes? Something that I wouldn't necessarily know from reading general history today. And it's about going and searching out those kind of unique aspects of hidden history. And then it's about the writing piece of it. My show is scripted. So yes, I do read from a script being that it is history because I want to make sure that the facts are facting and that as accurate <laughs> as possible. <laughs> the math is mathing. But then also too, I take all that and I use a OneNote notebook to script out my podcast and organize it by seasons and episodes. And then I use the tools that are available to me. So like on my MacBook, everybody downgrades GarageBand, but that's where I've started with GarageBand and Audacity because to me, those are free tools. As yeah. a single podcaster, people don't really have the budget to invest in a, a recording software right now, but I've told myself in order to start this, use what I have. Yeah, right now. that's a huge, hugely important advice to everybody. Just start. And that's how I've gotten started. And then, like I said, for me, it was also too, okay, I figured out how to record. But then now it's like taking though, taking that recording. And then I host my uh, podcast on Buzzsprout and I searched and searched for the perfect hosting platform and they pretty much offer the same services. Every yeah, everything's very commoditized. It's very commoditized. There may be one or two features that are not necessarily offered on certain hosting platforms. But for me, I chose Buzzsprout for the simple fact that I was a solo podcaster and that they put out a lot of learning, a lot of videos for me to easily be able to create a podcast. Okay, so once you host it, so you really nailed so far the arc that I tell people, like, look, the main work is in the writing and the research. You got to research and write and think about what you're going to say and talk about. Even if you do a chat show where it's three or four people sitting around, everybody should have done some basic reading and have some general level of knowledge and maybe make some notes and have an outline as a host to know where the conversation is going to go. And in your case, you're doing a scripted situation. 
And then, so you nailed that and then you nailed, just get started. So where are you at equipment wise? Are you using a mic? How are you recording it? What does it sound like? Yes, I use a mic. I use a Shure MV7 USB yeah. mic. Before Great I, mic. Yes, before I was using like an ATR microphone. Mm-hmm. So I did upgrade my microphone to improve the sound quality. Because again, I don't have a professional podcast studio. I started a little humble beginnings in a corner of my residence. Yeah. <laughs> Not just recording, it it all plays into it. And that was one of the things that was intimidating to me. And that kind of, I was fearful to put out an episode because it didn't sound as perfect. I could still hear the little ticks and I could still hear the static or the whatnot. And so, uh, this is not that great. But when I started to go to podcast conferences and talking to industry professionals, they said, nobody's podcast in here where they first started was that great. If you go back to it, They're pretty bad. And because I was actually, I'll admit to you, going to delete my whole podcast and just start over again because I'm a recovering perfectionist. And if I can't get it perfect, I don't think it should be out there. But that's not how I I just, my latest episode of mine, I made 1400th episode. I missed an edit at the beginning and I have the the pattern like, and I'm like, you're. But it's like janitors have dirty houses because I bulk edited eight episodes that day and got tired. And But that's what I tell people, too, is leave your first episodes. It's not as bad as you think. You'll appreciate it. And especially history podcasts, podcasts for instance, you go back and listen to the first one of Mike uh, Duncan's History of Rome. It's not nearly as good as the end of the History of Rome. You, like, you have upgraded equipment over time. You've upgraded. So your equipment's good. You're... But Buzzsprout, I love. I think that's a really good host. So now, so re- writing and research, recording, and then distribution. So where are you at on distribution? Are you on YouTube at all? How are you promoting your podcast? So I promote on my podcast. I started planting seeds on various social media channels. I found I got the best engagement on LinkedIn on my history page, Historians mm. Connect. So I primarily promote on my LinkedIn page. Also, too, I promote on social audio app called Wisdom, where I go in and do a weekly talk on the Black history topic I just recorded. But that is live and people are able to chime in, ask me questions or follow up on the content as well. YouTube is an area that I would like to grow in because at the recent podcast conference, they talk about kind of YouTube is still the predominant (laughs) Yeah, it's 20% of your downloads now are YouTube and only and it's growing. So I realized I need a better YouTube strategy. I've been ignoring it because it's really all visual more than audio, even though you can upload your podcast to YouTube. So really just trying to figure out that strategy and kind of tools that will help me migrate the podcast from RSS feed to the YouTube channel. Okay, I, I think if you don't mind, I'd like to play a recent episode and just see. So far, I'm not finding a lot here that I would recommend you do differently. You're going to podcast conferences. You should be hosting this show, to be honest, at this point. I should not be hosting this show. <laughs> my sound design needs improved. You can hear in some of my podcast episodes where I try to merge music tracks and uh-huh. fail, or there's a pause and music starts again. So I'm learning that aspect because I just started recently incorporating music per se. Many of my early episodes is just me just talking, but I just started adding music to add a little bit of flair to it. All right, so let's listen to your October 9th, They Came Before Columbus, part five. 
and just see what it sounds like. Uh, so you have to download it first. I'm not hearing anything. Chris, do you hear anything? Was it not coming through to you? It was not coming through at all. Okay. All right. That's my fault. And it locked up. So the coin. So I'll just edit all that out. Let me go back. Go back. Okay. Make sure I do it right this time. Because there's like a... To share audio, share a tab instead. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> to share... An- all right, I see what I need to do. It's StreamYards. I, I, I love it overall, but that, that's a little annoying. You're actually teaching me something. I never used StreamYard before. I really like it, but basically it's saying I, to share my audio. I've never had this. I need to go to share a Chrome tab. Huh. Interesting. Let's see here. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this and just see what your podcast sounds like. Welcome to The Coin, Black History on the Other Side podcast, hosted by Brittany Wilkins. This podcast is brought to you by Historians Connect. Historians Connect is a nonprofit organization with a mission to bridge the gap between African-American history and culture by preserving the legacies of African-Americans, debunking myths, defining black excellence, while rewriting the narrative of African-American history. If you tuned into the show to learn a new and different perspective on black history, you're in the right place. This is not America's founding father's history of slavery and oppression. We're changing the culture by changing the narrative, educating listeners on various aspects of black history spanning from ancient African history to current day events affecting communities around the world. Empowerment through cultural education. This is The Coin, black history on the other side. So where did you uh, get your intro done? I have my intro done on a um, third-party site called Fever. Uh, Fiverr? Fiverr, Fever. Fiverr, yeah. okay. Yeah. I- I'm only going to criti- be critical in that I would, I found it just, like, I would have heard, was expecting a black voice. Okay. I, I don't, uh, that may be a black author or, or a narrator, but I would, like, to me, that's a little disjointed. And I think it might have been a little long. So we're at a minute. So I wonder if you can get that down to 30 to 45 seconds. Okay. That's just one thing that kind of jumps out to me. But overall, like that's a nine out of 10. (laughs) I think most people don't have that custom production. It sounds really good. And it's very clear. Like you start every episode with your mission. I know exactly what your podcast is about. And I think that's like a huge, strong as- aspect there. Some good feedback. Yeah. I think that's just one thing. Like I, if doing a black history podcast, that representation, that might matter to some people. I don't think it matters to me. I don't think it matters to you, obviously. But there may be some listener out there who goes, why didn't you hire a black guy to do the, <laughs> the intro? So that's just one thing that you might think about if, if you're going to do a refresh at some point. 
good feedback. Good feedback. I was thinking the opposite because I searched and searched on the site to find that narrator who could do the intro. Fiverr is difficult. And it is sometimes if you can find somebody that you know locally just with a good voice, that can be helpful. And sometimes if you just reach out to people that you listen to their podcast, you go, they have a good voice. Maybe they'll do this for me for a small price or for free. Sometimes that that will work. And then you can mix that audio yourself with something from like Audio Jungle or Pond5 or Adobe Stock. That's typically where people find music. But not a lot of people think about going to Fiverr to get that custom intro. And I went to Benstown to get a custom intro done. And I just think having the custom intro plus your podcast mission on every episode adds a lot to it. And you're, I criticized you a little bit for having a long intro, but mine's probably twice as long, to be honest with you, on one of my podcasts, because I just think it's important to position it the right way. And so what you've done really well there is like positioning it. Look, this isn't just the typical black history. This is changing a paradigm, which makes me curious. I want to tune in and listen to it. But yeah, Fiverr can be difficult because like you said, you go and you search trying to find the right person and you don't know, you just take a risk and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That worked. I'm not saying it didn't work, but yeah, dude, I can't believe I paid $25 for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing is I would have, maybe we could work on like mixing that a little bit quicker. So we've got some silence here. Welcome back to season two of The Coin, Black History on the Other Side. I'm Brittany Wilkins, your host, author, Black History educator, and founder of Historians Connect. Today, on Columbus Day, a day marking Christopher Columbus' arrival in the Americas on October 12th, so I would say you, you also repeated the history, you reintroduced yourself, which I didn't, but I love your pacing, your tone. I like the music in the background. Just going to skip ahead here. And weighing over 10 tons showcase remarkable craftsmanship considering the absence of shift in the earth and due to our. So my other piece of feedback, and I will stop feedbacking you because i don't want you to be like man this guy's just ripping me apart oh no this i feel is, like that's what you want this is what i want this is what i need because this is what i need i don't I, I like the music but i will say the thing about music under the words is that's maybe a, a smidge too loud or the pipes so when i was mixing stuff at the radio station back when i started my career what the program director would say to me is don't I would mix in Led Zeppelin under a promo and there'd be singing under the talking. And he'd be like, dude, you can't put like lyrics underneath. I was like 20. So I was just but I think the principle kind of holds in that if your music is too active and the octaves are too high in the music, it can take away. Which is why you'll hear a lot of like low humming soft gentle i don't i wish i had invested in xylophones or whatever before the podcasting thing burst in because that's what all npr the uh, kalimba npr industry is booming mm -hmm. but i i'd say if you listen back to that critically you might hear the pitch of the I, I don't know pipes or flutes is maybe just a little too distracting and that could either be that the 
pipes are too distracting or the music is too loud. So I would take that down like 10%. So that's one thing that I would say. I do think that it helps. Like you have a very like your delivery that music, I think, helps carry that through. I think a lot of solo podcasts, it's not easy to do a solo podcast for a lot of people. And so having the music under it, I think, helps keep a rhythm for a lot of people. Are you recording that and then laying the music under, or are you re- playing the music while you're recording it? Recording, then laying the music. You should try, if you can, technically... Because I know with the Rode Podcaster Pro, like I could do it. You can play the music bed under. Sometimes having the music bed underneath, it, it adds to your rhythm, right? It, it, it syncs your rhythm of delivery up with that music. And I think can sometimes create a better product on the other side. So it's almost like if you're singing and then adding the music track, it's going to be different than if you're singing along to the music track. So maybe if there's a way technically that you could figure that out with your setup, see if that kind of changes things a little bit. Um, But I like what I heard. Uh, The other thing you ought to consider because you've got these things scripted is do you do any video and do you do anything on Reels or TikTok? I do not currently do any video. That was part of my YouTube improvement plan how to go beyond the audio do more video but then what tools are best to do video okay i love that you call it the youtube improvement plan like you have a whole system for it that's very fun (laughs) because i'm like all right let's yolo this i'm gonna show you something i I think that kind of i wouldn't personally do a podcast like you're doing a monologue show and then video at the same time and then try to edit all that. I think that'd be tough. If you were to try it, you could try something like video. Uh, I've recommended this. This is something that I'm playing around with right now. I'm not going to say that I totally recommend it yet. It's a little bit odd, but you upload your video and then it creates reels for you. And so you see through here, you see all these different reels that are created Some of them are strange and don't make any sense because AI is picking and AI doesn't know what is a good reel. But there are some things where you can go in and you can adjust all this. You can like, it's pulling Miss Pat (laughs) from my background. You can see the card back here. It's a little odd. But if you're doing a video podcast, you can try that. That's an easy way to speed up your flow. But I think for you, for the way that you're doing it, because you've got a script, you can do this a couple ways. The, the more efficient way, which is, I guess, what you're going for, is take that script and put that into ChatGPT and ask it to write you a 60-second TikTok script. And ChatGPT will churn out something that is like 40 to 60% there, and then you can go back in. It'll add a bunch of junk like, welcome to my TikTok channel, and like dumb stuff that is just so so irrelevant, and if you said it, it would sound totally inauthentic. Yeah. But what it does a good job of is breaking the significant chunks and pieces of information from your script into something that you can then turn into a video. And you have a cell phone, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you have you have a camera and Barstool Sports is a five hundred million dollar company because Dave Portnoy just talked into his phone like this. 
<laughs> I, I think it doesn't have to be significant, but the biggest way to get lift on TikTok, for instance, is the green screen. And you could take a picture of what you're talking about on TikTok and put it up behind you and do your TikTok script and maybe just wing it. Or you could have that script and memorize it. I don't, I'm looking down because you're down here, right? But then I'm going to pull you up here and now you're on the teleprompter. So in front of me, I've got a DSLR camera inside of a teleprompter and then there's a little monitor here. And so when I do TikToks, I use this rig and then I had a Word document on my computer, throw it up to the teleprompter and then and read it. And you can't really tell, but that's like a $1,500 setup or more, right? Not everybody has that. So you can find actually iPad teleprompters, cell phone teleprompters. You can get a $25 ring light with a cell phone attachment in the middle of it and tape the piece of paper right below it in big font. So you're talking and then maybe your eyes bounce down here to see my eyes bouncing a little bit. No. It's not terribly distracting, but it, the, you just want it to be natural and to flow, but you may need some bullet points there to help guide you. But I think with what you're doing and the depth of research and the fact that you have a script, I think you can easily turn that into quick TikTok videos and Instagram reels. And I would put that on TikTok. I would put that on Instagram. I would put that on YouTube shorts. I would put that on your Facebook page. I would have a, I would use history historians connect as your brand and not the coin black history on the other side, because I think it will be. And so put all of your content through the organization's page. And so what the podcast, the coin becomes content produced by historians connect. And you're using that content to grow the organization. I also am going to ding you for not having your podcast on your website because I immediately looked at your email address, went to your website thought it was super impressive and thought you didn't have a podcast and you were coming on to ask me like, what equipment should I buy? I didn't know you were doing this since 2019. So I was a little unprepared for a conversation because it wasn't on your website. So I would definitely find a way is your pod is your website built on WordPress. It is built on WordPress. And if you go to my blog session, I do have some podcast episodes embedded. Gotcha. And I was thinking, yes, you're right. In my, I have a resource library and putting the podcast there with a player for the episodes. Yeah. So I use something called, let me see if I can bounce out and I'll show you the back end of this. Uh, so I use WordPress for We Are Libertarians. And so every time I go into Megaphone, and I publish an episode, I have this thing called RSS Aggregator, this plugin that I pay for, but I've got all these different shows that are importing, right? And what it does is every time there's a new podcast, it creates a post for me. And you can set all the different rules. I have to go in every time I mark it as a draft so I can go in and clean it all up. But then it automatically uses the pot. PowerPress plugin from Blueberry and it creates the podcast pulls in my MP3 link. And what it does is creates this episode that you can see here uh, within my template. And so I don't have to go do a bunch of copying and pasting. I publish it on megaphone and then it automatically imports into my WordPress site 
with all of the stuff, but you can click it and, and play it and all that good stuff. So that may be one efficiency there too, is you can go in, use that RSS aggregator app. There may be one free. This was just the best reviewed to pull that automatically into your website to then publish that content, to have all of that there. And then what I do from there is I use the WordPress site to push it to Zapier. And what Zapier does is then pushes it to to buffer. And so when I publish 20 episodes, when I'm like every couple of days, I'll be like, oh, I need to go to the website and publish all those new episodes from across the network. And then I publish it and then Zapier goes, hey, new thing in the RSS feed, push it to buffer. And then buffer takes it and then sorts it, schedules it all for me and auto publishes it to all my different platforms for me. So I've got all these posts from all the different shows on the network going to all these different places. I use this method at work too. So it pushes out and we see an increase in our website traffic. And so it's fairly efficient. It takes me about an hour to settle that stuff up, maybe two okay. to get it all looking right. But then on the back end, I have to push a couple buttons, clean the website up, push that button. And then it all just populates for me. All the work is done on the podcast side and the distribution side is all kind of automatic. So I think that's one thing that you could do if you've got WordPress. And there's other things like I use PodPage for this podcast and that will auto sort, uh, auto push out too. But I think you need to, to take that historians connect idea and maybe you can do that. But I think your content and I think the fact that you have this systematic approach and you're taking a different approach, I think you will excel with that short form video. I don't know that you need to do your whole podcast on video. You may want to use something like Headliner to automatically import the episodes over to your YouTube channel and then use the shorts as like new content with your face on it. But yeah, short form video, I think is going to be really important. There is also something else. I think it's called Picturely. It's Pictory. P-I. Let me see here. Let me pull it up. So you've, you're in, into history. I'm into history too. And you've probably seen those videos where it's like a disembodied voice, probably AI going. And now the history of Indianapolis and Indianapolis was settled in 1947 by these three people and blah, 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 blah. And then it's got like all of these like videos and everything that are like stock videos and they have millions of views. How do they make those? They make those with Pictory. And so Pictory is this service that you can use where you record your audio. And then what it will do is it will go through all of these stock libraries that you have access to when you buy a plan and you can create your images and video using images and video. You can use a, a, a combination of their library plus creative commons content plus AI-generated images through something like Adobe's Firefly or maybe what's the the big one, the mid-journey on Discord. All right, so now you're looking at it and you're going, all right, there's a lot of... I pay for a lot of monthly services. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of monthly services here. So it's like, all right, I'm going to start at me talking into the camera about this stuff. And then if that kind of takes off, then I'm going to engage in the pictory thing where I'm then going to start mixing in stuff from Storyblocks, Adobe Stock, Pictory, 
Creative Commons, AI-generated artwork, stock video from the U.S. archives that's free domain, never using copyrighted material, always using that free stuff. But then I could see you two years from now doing those kind of videos and getting millions of views based on the content that you're creating. You could take your podcast that you've created that, and then maybe plug that into Pictory and add imagery to the podcast that you've already created. And that could be your... So start with Headliner. Just export the video from the RSS feed to YouTube to start building your channel. But then maybe if you get some extra time or some extra cash and then maybe go to Pictory, use just your voice and then overlay those images to upgrade it and add captions to everything. 80% of people watch videos on these platforms with captions. So I think it's I think video will be huge for you, especially in your niche. It's something that people are hungry for. Everybody wants to everybody loves history and everybody knows that they don't know black history except for black people. They know their history generally, but you'll probably go half my audience is black going. I didn't know this. And that's part of the part of it. So I I think those are a couple ways. Like if I were in your shoes and, and you have a very systemic way of thinking about these things, you've got the writing and research down. You've got the audio part down, maybe with a couple tweaks, but when you're creating, let's say you want to go and recreate that intro. Can you find somebody? I know somebody locally here that you could engage. And if anybody's listening and wants this, I can hook you up with him. All right. I'm going to, instead of just doing an audio intro, I'm going to have someone animate. I'm going to take that voiceover, give it to a video guy, have him animate my podcast art or logos and create like a fun intro. And so now I have an audio and video. So instead of spending the money on 200 bucks on Fiverr for a custom intro, you can spend 200 bucks on a video and an audio and you can use it for both. Yes. So I wouldn't spend 200 bucks for that. That's insane. <laughs> it, it, video is a little more, always going to be more expensive, but there's always a lot more payoff because YouTube is an SE is the second largest search engine in the world. So I think you need to be there. I think you need to engage in TikTok, Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, throw it on Facebook and Twitter just because, but the way you're creating content, I think it already lends yourself to maybe adding a couple like a pictory type service. And you don't have to do all this. You can pick one and go, look, I'm just going to stick with this for the next year and see what happens, which is what I would recommend. I, I think over time, I mean, that's yeah. my goal is to learn some new tools. I don't have to implement it all at once, learn a new tool and then begin to build off all the tools I already know. Yeah. So those are some of my recommendations, but overall, I think you're nailing it. And it's just at this point about sticking it out. The other thing with having an organization and like being here locally, uh, like Freetown, are you familiar with Freetown here in Indianapolis? Freetown. What is that? Can you so, like? Yeah. So I, th- I think there is a huge amount of opportunity. So I'm actually going to be doing an Indiana history podcast and trying to build uh, that's part of what the Patreon for this show will be is that the Patreon, you'll get to go behind the scenes as I build out this new podcast based on Indiana history. So I've been going to all these Indiana history things, and the State Museum right now has a series of Black historians giving presentations that's sponsored by Freetown, which is a local organization that really tries to talk about Black history and goes to schools. And I can't tell if they have a physical location or not, but... There are local history organizations that you could reach out to say, hey, I have this podcast. 
I love any feedback like, or, Hey, thanks for running this organization. It's really cool. Do you want to get lunch? Or maybe there's some opportunity to do a podcast together just to get on the radar of all of these different history organizations that are looking for black content creators. And so there's opportunities for you to like network your way, maybe into some local opportunities that can help grow your audience. It's a little bit harder if you're trying to do it on a national scale. If you send an email to the Smithsonian, you might get an email back. But if you send an email to the historical society locally, you're going to get an email back. You're going to get like the historical society has a curator of black history. That's a person that you could have lunch with next week and say, hey, I'm looking for stories. I'd love to talk to you. There's a ton of opportunity, I think, for you to put yourself out there and get to know people in the history community and specifically starting with the black history community, but then not limiting it to that because this is an area of focus for every history organization. And so if your name is Historians Connect, start connecting some historians, right? Be that connector. You're real close to an idea that I'm working on, which is connecting historians to people who like history. Because I'm going to all these events, Brittany, and I'm the youngest person there by 30 years. (laughs) So how can you and I, who are, I'm not going to dare guess your age, but I'm 40. Like, how can people my age connect with our history and create some events that are cool and fun? And, And you're doing something that these organizations, I think, can find pretty helpful. So that's another tip that I have for you that I think would be great for you to engage with some of these local organizations, get to know some folks and go from there. I don't know what you could do with it. Maybe they'll put your podcast in their email newsletter or have you host an event or do a live podcast and interview one of their people. There's all kinds of different things that you could do because these organizations are all looking for somebody like you who knows how to create this content, can write the content, produce the content, distribute the content. They don't have that. They have, academics right so that's where people like you and i can come in that are passionate about history and really start to help build people up in the community that was great grow build and network and as you were talking i have a page and a half of notes and so i definitely appreciate all the wisdom you have shared all the tips all the tools this has definitely been beneficial and as you and i met down in downtown Indianapolis at the podcast event. I said, I know we'll be connected. I know we'll talk again. Yeah, no. And I'd love to connect again. And we've got a podcast convention coming up. This may air after it, but I'll tell you afterwards about that. And then if you're a local person, there's uh, please sign up for my email newsletter. We've got a regular, we're working on a regular podcast meetup and you can come out, meet local podcasters. Every location has podcast meetups. Pod Expo does a lot in kind of helping organize some of these things. But it's a great way to connect with people, Brittany, is to go meet other people like yourself and vice versa, because everybody there has a problem. I've got problems when I'm trying to go, all right, does this idea sound right? When you're a connection for me to go, hey, I want to talk about some of these things, but I'm a white guy and you can give me a perspective that I'm missing then make it more sensitive or more bold or whatever. And so you, you get collaborators, you get all kinds of benefits of joining one of those local groups. Comedian as well. Add that to your title. <laughs> I know. Right. All right. Thanks so much, Brittany. I appreciate you joining me.
you. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show today. Hey, if you want a page and a half of notes, I do this kind of consulting as a full-time job. I have like three full-time jobs. It's stupid. But I can meet with you and we can work together. If you go to podcastingplatforms.com, you'll find uh, up at the top banner. You can click on my Calendly, book yourself on my calendar. I'd love to talk with you about how we can work together and do some consulting for you and help grow your podcast like I just did with Brittany. Thanks so much for joining us here on Podcasting and Platforms.